to another episode of This Is What Blind Looks Like. Kimberly and I are very happy to uh, be here today because we have not only one, but three guests. Yep, three guests for today's episode. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about beep baseball. I don't really know a lot about beep baseball, but I'm here and ready to learn. Um, so yeah, let's uh, introduce our guests. I'm Aaron, your coach of the Falcons. Um, AJ? Uh, I'm AJ Wheeler, number 17, DH of the Falcons. And I'm Ron Hawthorne, number zero of one of the players for the Falcons. Okay, cool. Perfect. Thanks for coming. Thank Thank you you for having having us. Okay, so um, do you guys want to give like a rundown of what beep baseball is like i know that there's a ball that beeps um but that's about all i know i've never played it um but yeah tell us what beep baseball is well beep baseball is an adaptive form of baseball in general i mean everybody knows how baseball is played but we're we play a little bit differently instead of three uh strikes there's i think four um there's beeping bases and balls as well um, you only get first and third base in beat baseball, where you get a whole first, second, and third, and home in baseball. There is no running home for us. When we, uh, uh, when we hit the ball and we go to score, we run to the base that makes the sound, and that's how we score our points. Usually in baseball, they run around the diamond, first, second, third, home. Here you make sure the ball's in play, and then you take off to the base. And the base and the ball both have a different kind of sound that they make when they do beep. Oh, okay. At the same time, so the players don't get confused on the beeping objects in front of them or the, to the side of them. So each the base having a certain kind of tone to it, and so does the ball. So it doesn't get all muddied and people run into each other. It's actually a really fast-paced game once you get into it. Oh, wow. So it's kind of like so- regular baseball, but it's adapted. Yes, ma'am. So is there one base, or does each player have a certain base they have to go to? And then the second part of the question is, are if so, are they distanced the same? Uh, each base is distanced the same, about 108 feet, I want to say. There's been some um, pushing it back a little farther to make it a little bit more competition in it to it. But um, to answer your question, from that you just uh, once the ball is in play that is the base that lights up is the base you need to score on so you need to run to that base to score there's no coming back for it or anything like baseball or anything like that once you hit the base that is literally beeping once the ball is in play 
you score a point for your team or before the team actually takes the ball. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I at first, because I grew up playing sports and stuff like that, and I started losing my sight a little younger. I never heard of beat baseball until I actually moved out here to Wichita. I heard a little grumblings in Colorado. I had a few friends that played it, and they were trying to get me into it. But I was never one to play baseball. I was more a football, basketball, soccer guy anyway. Okay. So it, it was a new thing for me because I didn't think I was going to be able to play that kind of contact sport because it can be physical if you're not careful. So you kind of went into how you got started with it. How did the rest of you get started with doing beat baseball? Um, for me, um, the company that I currently work for gave me an invitation a few years ago, but I wasn't interested in playing, uh, and not to sound crazy, but, um, uh, quote unquote blind sports. Um, but when, uh, I started doing a little research on it and I got the invite again, I was like, you know, what, let me give this a try, you know? And um, when I seen what these guys were doing versus uh, regular sighted people, um, I, I really wanted to do it. I, I've been a competitor for a while myself, um, but I just I just like to compete. So, um, very interesting on how everybody on the field is blindfolded. Hmm. You got you know um, sighted people telling you, "Hey, ball's coming your way," right? You have to figure out how to get to that ball, right? And, you know, um, when these people are, and I think, uh, not to correct you, I think it's 100 feet to that base, right? Yeah, 100 feet. Uh, Some of the elite players in in this game are hitting 100 feet in four seconds. (gasps) Wow. Okay. And the hang time is crazy. So, you know, and then you say, um, you know, a home run for us is 170 uh, feet, but we have the heaviest ball in the league, in, in the country. We're hitting a 16-ounce ball. Like, these other guys are hitting a 12-ounce, and, you know, with, with baseball, they're hitting with smaller balls. We're hitting this gigantic heavy ball, um, you know. So is it bigger than a softball? It's yeah. yeah, a standard softball is 12. We're hitting <coughs> 16. Oh, wow. Because of the, uh, the, the, the little machine in the ball that makes a sound, it, it's going to make it heavier right. and a little bit more complicated to deal with than a softball or a baseball. Okay. okay. So then it's even crazier, right? When you compare baseball, they hit the ball, they know exactly what direction to go, right? So to give you a play-by-play, right? Um, I'm going to walk up to the base, right? I'm going to set myself. They're going to call the bases so you know what the bases are, right? You hear first base, you hear third base. Then they're going to tell the pitcher he's ready to go. He's going to say, ready, set, pitch. You wait a second, you swing, you hit the ball, right? At that moment, the the moment you hit the ball, you drop the bat, you have to listen for the base and then run. And you have to do that under six seconds in order to get a point. Oh, wow. At that point, if you're in the outfield, right? There's what five or six players in the outfield covering 170 feet. 
Yep. Okay. And everybody's blindfolded. And you got your setters out there. There's only what, two setters? Two spotters to let each side know. And they call your number. They can't you tell have... you exactly by words where to go. They literally have to call your number and give you like kind of a, a short clip uh, answer on where to go, like down to the left. You know, they can't really talk to you to get it. So that's the other complication about it because of the spotters are just there to spot the ball. They're not to there to guide you to the ball. That's why the ball makes the sound. And stuff oh, like wow. That. So it makes it a lot more complicated. Are there any like tactile markers to kind of point you to the direction that you need to go? Or nope. do you just have to know? You have to. You, you have, have to remember. Wow. I put you in the formation on the defense because it's how it's normally set up. The spotters will get you ready in whatever defense we're playing on playing that day and stuff like that. And you have your different zones. You have to remember where your zone is, who's high and who's low, who's to your left and who's to your right. So it's a constant head on a swivel thing. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, because once that ball hits play and it hits the ground, like AJ say, it's a nice-sized ball, so it can get up there pretty good, and some really good players can keep that ball up there for a very long time. Wow. But once it hits the ground and it falls into a certain zone, that's when a complication comes in because you as a player, let's just say Ron and AJ were both on the ball. AJ's lower and Ron's a little higher. The spider told um, them both, it felt, it kind of felt like somewhere in between them. They'll have to figure out who's going after that ball. And they're both kind of like already preset to charge after it. So there's a huge concept of communication on the field too. So it's just one of these. And what makes it amazing is, is again, at the same time that guy has to hit the base in that six seconds, we have to get that ball in six seconds. Oh, wow. They show you have possession of the ball by pulling the ball up off the ground, holding it in your hand, and um, yelling out. You just can't jump on the ball and say, he's out. You have to show proof to the umpires that he's out. Oh, wow. So, Ron, how did you get started? Uh, also, the same company I work for, they um, came to me and presented me with the opportunity to play with the Wichita Falcons. And of course, by me being a Kansas guy, it was a no brainer. And I was like, well, since I'm competitive and I wanted to try something new that I actually had the opportunity to coach with another organ, um, blind organization that I coached during the summertime. And I was like, okay, yeah, I, I love to just because again, I want to represent the state of Kansas and it gave me an opportunity to do that. and. That's how I end up started playing. Okay. Wow. I mean, I, I would, I would definitely be up to like, you know, um, practice batting, but like playing actual beat baseball. I don't know. I'm kind of a little intimidated. Right. Hey, looking for players. You want to yeah, come play? <laughs> players, but it's not as scary as you guys want to make. It's not as scary. I mean, it can be. Because there's been collisions and stuff like that, but it's most it mostly teaches you what normal sports teaches you communication. On the right, field. that is the only way you kind of gotta work out, especially with the defense, because these guys are not walking to the ball; they're literally running as fast as they can. I had Ron playing deep once, and he—I mean, I wasn't holding the timer, but he got up to the front super duper fast. And so, if there was anyone in front of him, 
he was going to run them over pretty much if they got in his way. Oh, my and God. AJ being as big as he is, you have to kind of, you really have to keep your head on the swivel. It's one of those things where we're all kind of talking around defense and stuff like that to try to get that ball up on defense. But, I mean, it's fun once you get the hang of it and you get used to the positioning and stuff like that because we all kind of have, well, those two kind of figured their own way of doing defense out and stuff like that was talking to the players next to them and the spotters to let them know how they kind of like to be coached or how to, uh, you know, what's the best way to actually get everybody on the ball without having someone crash <laughs> run each other over. So are the spotters sighted? Yes, spotters are sighted. Pitcher is sighted, and the catcher is sighted. Oh, wow. Those are the only sighted people on the team. Okay. And, of course, the pitcher is supposed to present the ball to our team and stuff like that, but the catcher is also important. They set the batter up for the pitcher because it's not like baseball when the pitcher tries to strike the batter out. The, our pitcher is literally trying to get our player to hit the ball so we can score so the catcher's job is to give the uh, pitcher an easier target and make it easier for the batter to line up with the pitcher. So how often is your practices? Uh, we, us being new and not having many players right now, we're trying to get some practices. A lot of our guys are spattered all over the country anyway. I think uh, Ron's in Colorado, AJ's in Wyoming. I got a couple of guys in Iowa, some in New York. There's some here in Wichita, but that's like a, a small handful of group of guys and stuff like that. So we try to fundraise and get everybody out here for team practice. Oh, wow. When we can. It's it's kind of hard with everybody spattered all over the place. And a lot of people have the same kind of opinion as you. It sounds fun and I'll do the batting, but I don't feel like running in sleep shades and hitting somebody. That's kind of typically what I do. Yeah, that'd be like my, my only... Um, my only, um, thing, because I can't get hit in the head or face, because, like, I am very much predispositioned to retinal, de retinal detachments, mm -hmm. so I was just, like, wondering, like, how, like, how does somebody go about that, like, making well, sure we that... have someone, Kelly, he has a, uh, thing where... He has to be careful with getting hit in the head, too. I started, like I said, this is new to me personally. I've probably, this is my second tournament. But with with the certain kind of different blindnesses there are, some people are a little bit more hesitant. And Kelly is one of those guys that have, has a issue that if he does get hit in the head, it could be serious. So we make sure if he has a helmet on or something like that. There's protective gear that you can wear. Some guys don't. It gets in their way. They, it messes up the sound for them sometimes. Mm -hmm. Other guys are okay with it. I mean, I mean, it just depends on how you feel with the protective gear. Oh. And mostly the balls are not literally throwing overhand. They're, it's kind of like um, underhand toss. Oh, okay. Not like okay. balls or curve balls. They're pretty much setting it up for it's, it's a T-ball situation without the T. Oh, gotcha. Okay. 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 I was about to say, I mean, I like, I could, I'm down with T ball. I mean, when the I pitch used is to. Only 15 feet from you. The pitch is yeah. only 15 feet from you. It, it's, it's actually a slow pitch uh, softball. Oh. That's how they're going to throw it to you. So it's really slow. Um, and like I said, the goal for them is to get it to your bat. So they're going to have you swing a couple times to see how you swing. 
and they're going to aim for the, the focal point of the bat for you. Oh, yeah. okay. So you're all safe there. And if you wanted to play, uh, we could just put you in the batter's position. Um, they, that's what they mainly have me as, as because uh, I, I hit pretty good. So they just have me hitting the ball and try to get the score points. So um, that's more of a safer position as well for uh, people like you. Um, yeah. I, I have RP, but um, I, I've been really healthy with taking care of myself. Um, and yeah. I've met others with RP that can't get hit hard. So Okay. So how long has this team been around? How long have you guys been doing Oh, man. Let me see. I mean, WABA itself, Wichita Association for Blind Athletes, been around since 2017. Our Falcon team started with WABA, but it was more of an introduction for me personally. I had two guys that I already was playing in. They were way anxious to get playing, but I had a, a whole bunch of other guys who never played the game before ever, and I was one of them. So I was like, I want to kind of slowly kind of get into the game and kind of start liking it. It was just one of those things where you look at it at first, you go to a practice, and you go, eh. You don't know how you feel about it until you literally play. When you are on the field and you're practicing with the team, that's when it becomes a way more fun to actually participate. But we have done, I mean, look, how long have we been doing the uh, Falcons? What, two years? Right now, our first uh, two tournaments. Yeah, with the uh, National B-Ball Association, yeah, two years with them. But we've been having a B-Ball program for a while now, just practicing and getting the fundamentals down. Oh, wow. So you, I know you guys are spread out. Did COVID affect your team or tournaments you were in? Big time, um, especially for our area and stuff, because a lot of our guys are, like I said, all over the place. It was hard for us to get together in any capacity, when it came, like together or anything like that. It hurt fundraising and heard all kinds of things for us because we do most of our, you know, most of what, how we pay for this is fundraising. So when you can't go out there and talk and it's a little harder to fundraise over the phone, to be honest with you. Especially, yeah. Yeah, a lot harder. When you have that face-to-face, -face, it's more of a back and forth and you can kind of get to know that said person and then you know it's a little easier. But when you're on the phone and you're trying to get these sit-down meetings and stuff like that, it's hard to make that connection over a phone when you don't see them. Definitely. So, given that you guys are spread around, um, like, the country and stuff like that, um, if you guys can't meet, like, the times that you guys can't meet for practice, like, do you guys have a way that you guys can, like, practice yourselves or, you know, like, you know, do workouts or anything like that? Yes. Yes. Um... For, for me, like I said, um, I've always been uh, a guy in different sports um, for most of my life. Um, so the gym is definitely um, a must. But um, training for uh, beat ball is a, a whole other thing. So um, you would think if you saw me in the gym that uh, I was either a power lifter or I was in track. Oh, wow. And, uh, 
at that point, you know, working on your sprints. Um, I do have a tee and a net set up for, for the house. Um, you know, trying to get your 100 swings a day uh, can oh. be a challenge in Wyoming when it's really windy or when it's cold out. Oh. But, um, <laughs> if you could find an indoor place. Um, and then, um, you know, uh, YouTube has been a great uh, asset to different indoor um training methods as well to you know just getting that the mind body connection um and then um just rallying the troops with uh morale to uh find different ways um and building uh, talking to people in, in the community of beatball to uh just stay motivated and just uh you know ask questions okay and to um piggyback off of what um aj was like for me also that I'm in the gym daily as well and like AJ and I kind of have a unique situation in another player because we actually live kind of close within like two three hours that we 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 might have the opportunity just to get together and be able to practice with each other that way once we come as a group down to Wichita to practice some of us will already be familiar with training with each other and playing defense and also having a good cadence when it's time to get up there and bat as well. Okay. Cool. That's cool. So you mentioned you guys play in tournaments. Have you been, have you won any? No, my first two tournaments. It's been a learning experience. This, for me personally, to learn a new sport in general, it's been a learning experience. I, I've tried to under understand how it all works and stuff like that. The the, the fundamentals of the game and stuff like that. Uh, the, the people that played the game before me, like the the, the National B Ball Association, has been around for seventy five years. So I've been really focusing on the history and the fundamentals of the game right now we are trying to be competitive with these two guys is what gave us the more of a competitive edge. These guys are basically athletes. The other guys, no, no disrespect. We got a lot of good guys that just go out there and play Leo, Kyle, Leo. They're all good athletes and all good players. But when you compete on, when you compete in general on a high level, like Ron has or, AJ wants to or something like that. You you bring more to it. You bring more to it. There's a there's a fight in you. There's a bit of a, a attitude there for athletes when they compete on higher stages or going against other really good athletes. It brings out the best in you. And so when they came to my team, it showed what I was literally lacking in our in our whole situation. And with those guys being as aggressive and Ron and AJ, both leaders in the whole situation, just coming in new, they brought a new flavor to the team, which I kind of want to try to cultivate and try to get going more. It's more of a attitude or a mentality that I grew up knowing very well, especially playing with playing football when I was younger. Okay. Right, and there's nothing wrong with, <laughs> like you guys said, with uh, learning. You know, mm -hmm. it, it takes a while, I, I would imagine. I mean with not being able to practice that often and with COVID affecting it, can't be too hard on yourself for not winning. It's just trying sometimes oh, is, 
is what's important. Yeah, uh, we understand that too. But as a, a blind group in general, we've always adopted the what, what was it, AJ? Excellence. We want to be we what we want to make Ron and AJ those guys that people look at and go, look, that's the excellence of our sports or yes. a D yeah. or an Ethan or or whoever in this game who puts in that kind of work, that kind of effort gets the credit and the due that they're respected, you know? So for okay. us it's it's yes, it COVID did mess us up, but we don't want to use that as one of those things as, yeah, that gives us a reason to go ahead and take those losses. For me personally, even with it affecting us, I would still like us to be somewhat competitive. You know, it's just that kind of uh, attitude I kind of like having. Yeah. And I agree with Ira. It's like we we definitely want to be competitive to the point. Like even this year, we even though that we're still a new team, we have the opportunity to play in a tournament. Well, I know one of the tournaments we we we're going to be in a tournament with um, three of the top ten teams that's in the league. And wow. one of the teams happen. One of the teams happen happens to be. Um, they don't want a championship five years in a row, which is good. Which is good for us because that is going to help us in the long run. Maybe not this year or next year, but it's going to help us in the long run to be even more competitive. And we going right off the bat playing the best teams. That's going to help us get better. It might hurt our confidence at first because we not we might not win. But I feel like when it comes time for the World Series the teams that we should be competitive with that's on our level and that's still new like us, we should beat or at least come close to beating, you know? We can be competitive in these games. I really do believe. So I think that's what uh, Ryan was trying to say. We can be really competitive regardless of how it looks because there are some really good guys in this game. I'm telling you. I mean, our I think Ron and AJ's first uh, game was against the Thunder. Uh, the, the, edge. Um, the edge and they were hitting balls so high in the air that we didn't think they were going to come down at one point we just thought they got stuck <laughs> oh because they were hitting them so well to where the balls just disappeared in the sky and it just didn't fall and the other guys were just hitting the bases and it was just such a crazy funny even though we were getting smacked on, it was still showing the, the talent that you have on this other team, that they just going out here and just batting like robots almost. Yeah, they, they gave us a nice whooping on the backside, the edge. I'm, yeah. It was, a, it was a complete eye-opener for, for me because I'm like, okay, this is what we got to do. This is what I have to do to get better, to try to help the team. And we was like, all right, let's just rally together. Let's just – Try to get this game over as quick as possible. Yeah, that was <laughs> <Come back. laughs> We didn't. You really couldn't even be mad at the game. It was for me personally. It was so kind of impressive that the consistency on how far the balls went up in the air to be as heavy as they are, and for some of these guys to get to the base as fast as they did, it was just impressive. Um, yeah. You might want to give her some context. So in our sport, the, some of these guys don't have a traditional uh, swing. They call it a golf swing. Oh, and yeah. 
so when they're hitting it the strategy is to get it so high by the time you hit the base they can't tell where the ball's going to land and so it doesn't give that defense any chance to get them out oh okay makes sense so at that point when he says they don't know if it's coming down we're talking this ball will float for like 10 seconds <laughs> oh yeah. wow it just sits up there <laughs> Oh, man. Good stuff. All right. Anything more that um, anyone wants to add or? Again, like I said, um, we are we looking for more and more players because we're so new that if anybody wants to come out and try and want to have an opportunity to get a chance to play, even if, like I said, for me, um, if you if you coming off the bench, it's it's always we have a good we have a great team now I think and but we always can have more um, players just because sometimes you we, like for us we in a situation because of our ranking that we we already know off the bat we're gonna play three four games a day and mm-hmm. each game could be about two and a half three hours and so if you got some of the starting guys that's playing all day long you get tired and so. We always looking for recruitments and more and more players to come in and play with us. Okay. Yeah, sighted and blind. We 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 kind of want that whole kind of immersion because of the fact that we are an adaptive sports uh, kind of group and stuff like that. And we're always looking for other sports and other things to get involved in. But our baby is baseball, and we are dying for more sighted volunteers and stuff like that. We oh, can that's get some awesome. More blind players, that'd be awesome. And stuff like that. So mm-hmm. how can they uh, contact you guys? Yeah. Uh, well, we have Arlene, who's our CEO of the WABA. And you can contact us at uh, wabanp.org. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. I will be sure to put that in the show notes below. Um, one more question that I had for you guys. Are you guys like a co-ed team? Or yes. are you okay? Leah is one of our best defenders. Uh, she's uh, our female. Uh, I think she's our. We had two the first year we wind up playing two girls that played on our team, Heather and Leah. Leah wind up coming back our second year we went to a tournament. And she's one of our best defenders out there. She's on the field almost all the time when it comes to defense. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. I think she's. I think she's actually ranked like number fifty-seven in the league right now. Yeah, for defense. The defense. Yeah, cool. I have all girls teams in the National Beatball Association. Wool, the Wool Games, women's of our league. Okay. One last question. So, do you want people who are, um, like, who have experience or? Do you mind having people who want to start? I want people who just want to compete and play. And that's that's the only reason why Waba got uh, started was because we were a bunch of guys that a uh, bunch of guys and women that sat around and watched football and played fantasy football and watched sports events together like that. And we just got together and said we would like to do more outside. And so me and my wife put together Waba and we did like things for children, for pumpkin patches, Christmas, uh, 
Easter to sports events, uh, um, everything pretty much. Anything outdoors related, we're all about. Oh, that's so awesome. People more involved into the outdoors and just going out and doing things. Okay. Cool. Listeners, take note. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And be sure to check out the National Beatball Association as well as WABA. Anything else that anyone wants to add or say before we end this episode? I just want to say thank you guys for giving us the opportunity and having us come on to your show. This was a great experience, and also it gives the Wichita Falcons a little bit more exposure just because we're a new team. And that, again, we very appreciative of this opportunity. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. And then anybody wants to call and contact if anything, even coming up with different ideas for different sporting events, we're down for pretty much anything. We're, I, I'm uh, My boy AJ is about to go and do his tandem biking here for the Paralympics. Uh, Ron has got his judo stuff going on. Anybody that wants to do anything that think they have a good idea for adaptive sports, give us a contact and we can try to make it happen. Oh, that's so awesome. Cool. Yes. So you guys are so welcome. Thank you guys for joining us today on this episode. And thank you so much for telling us about beat baseball. I definitely learned some today. Um, Me too. And I hope our listeners did too. And yeah, that's great that you guys are, are, are doing a lot for like adaptive sports. And um, it's always really cool to learn about um, new sports. Because I only knew about like go ball and judo. And, you know, it's great to, to see like what else is out there for blind people. Or anybody with a disability, really. Yeah. This was fun, guys. Thank you. Yeah, this yes. Awesome. Thank you guys for having Thank me. You. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Welcome. You guys welcome. are welcome. Yeah. Okay. So this wraps up our episode with these three awesome guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today. And I will be linking all of the beep baseball information down below. Um... You guys know where to find us on Facebook, Twitter. Um, You guys can also listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And Kimberly, do you want to give the people an email? This is what blind looks like pod at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out our Patreon. Yep, we will definitely be putting this on Patreon and we're going to definitely be putting up more content on there as well. So, thanks again to these guys for joining us today and we'll all catch